Shall we just lift up our voice to heaven to thank God for this very session? I want you to thank for what God has been doing since morning up to this very hour. Father, we bless you, we exalt you, we magnify your holy name. Thank God for the seminar earlier on today. Thank God for the way that God had imparted to us in the seminar. Looking at the life of Deborah and the Zolophite women, daughters. Father, thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. Thank God for the manifestation of His grace and mercy that we have received since we started this conference. Thank God for miracles, for healing that we have received since we started this conference. Lord, we exalt and magnify Thee. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Yes, Dickin, uh, back to you. Thank you very much, Apostle. Um, good evening, Church, and welcome to the Youth of Royal Destiny Convention Day 3 and the 133rd day of our daily prayer. Um, to start off us with this prayer, I would like to invite Brother Chuku Agbaje um, to lead us into prayer. Good evening, Church. Um, I'll be taking my prayer points from Psalm reading from the New Living Translation, because that's what the, the purpose uh, and the message which I want to convey. So it says, uh, Psalm 57, verse 2, NLT version, I cry out to God the Most High, fulfilled his purpose for me, numbered our days, and everything he wants us to fulfill. However, um, our actions play a big part of this. I also want to read, uh, so Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, the NIV version. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war. But what I want us to focus on now is that the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro the earth to strengthen those who are committed to do his will. So I want us to to open our mouths to pray that the Lord will strengthen us. The theme of this youth convention is purpose that God should show us our purpose and for God should, uh, to also strengthen us that we might not fall on the wayside. Let us open our mouths and pray. Our Father and our God, we just want to thank you. Father, according to your word, Father Lord God, it says, Father Lord God, that you are the one who has called us, Father Lord God. You created us for a purpose, Father Lord God. May that purpose be made manifest in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, strengthen our hearts. Strengthen our hearts that we may be committed to you, that we may be committed to do that which you have instructed, Father, Lord God. Even as the apostles, Father, Lord God, are uh, passing the message towards Father, Lord God, let that message, Father, Lord God, not go from our hearts in the name of Jesus. Help us to ponder on your words. Father, Lord God, let our hearts, Father, Lord God, be in tune with your word. Help us, Father, Lord God, not to be lazy. Help us, Father, Lord God, to be fully committed to your word. Everything that the man of God says, Father Lord God, is for our own benefit. Father Lord God, we thank you for the youths. Even as we are in this convention, Father Lord God, 
open our eyes to see, open our spiritual ears to hear, Father Lord God, every word that comes out from the altar, Father Lord God, let us be in tune with it. Let the words go forth and fulfill that purpose which you have called us to be in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Um, I'd not like to invite Dickin Jed Jose. Dickin Jed Jose, can you lead us into your prayer, please? Can you hear me? Yes, I, yes, that's better. Okay, all right, thank you. So it's from Hebrews 5, from 11 to the first verse of Hebrews 6. It says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now the last uh, verse is, which is um, Hebrews 6.1. So therefore, let's move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity by laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death. I want us to pray for spiritual maturity in the things of God. You know, some of us may be youths, but we are not youths before God or before the things of God. If you look at the youths in, in, in the church today, uh, some of them are doing um, um, great and mighty things. And some of us might be adults, yet, we are still um, youths, babies, before uh, the things of God. So I want us to pray for spiritual maturity. You know, especially in this time where it is um, um, a youth um, um, program and uh, purpose-driven. Um, uh, so um, I, I want us to pray in that light. Heavenly Father, God, we want to thank you. We give you praise and adoration, O Lord God. We want to pray, Heavenly Father, for spiritual maturity. Heavenly Father, we pray that you manifest yourself in us, O Lord God. Heavenly Father, we pray, O Lord God, that you will increase us in the knowledge of your word. Heavenly Father, God, minister to us, reveal yourself to us, O Lord God, like you do to our apostles. I pray that we will be disciplined enough, O Lord God, to follow godly instructions. Heavenly Father, God, I pray for boldness to all the youths, O Lord God, and to all of us. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that we will be bold enough to face challenges, especially in the society where we are today and in the world that we live in. Heavenly Father, God, I pray. That we will not be parasites, O oh Lord God, in the society, in the church that we are. However, we will be partners, O oh Lord God. Heavenly Father, I pray, O oh Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father God, for maturity, O oh Lord God. I pray that we will not be babies for too long, O oh Lord God. Heavenly Father, I pray for maturity. That as we hear your word, O oh Lord God, as we hear your word every day, we breathe your word. Heavenly Father, we will mature, O oh Lord God, in your word by default, O oh Lord God. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for answered prayers. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Deacon. Um, and I'd like to invite Deaconess Iriti from Nigeria to lead us in prayer. Praise the Lord and good evening, everyone. I'll be taking my prayer point from the book of First Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll be reading from verse 12. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, 
And though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. And I'll read verse 18. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. I want us to pray this evening. From this scripture, Paul made us understand that we are all parts of the body of Christ. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a function. He spoke there about gifts that we have. He spoke there about spiritual calling, you know, in the whole chapter. He was trying to make us understand that nobody is insignificant. He made us to realize that every part of the body has its purpose and its function. You know, sometimes even as youths and people that are not even youths, we think, well, apostle is doing his work. I don't need to do anything. We think, oh, my pastors are doing a great job. I don't need to do anything. But Paul is making us to understand here that we all have our own part and purpose in the body of Christ. No matter how little it is, it is not insignificant. So my prayer this evening is that God, we're going to pray. God, open my eyes to recognize my part in the body of Christ, especially in the time that we are today. There are so many things that are happening. It's important that we all wake up to our responsibilities. God, help me to understand my part in the body of Christ and grant me the grace to function effectively. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the thank you, Father, because your word has made us recognize nobody that is insignificant, the body of Christ. Lord Almighty, we are sorry. Some of us have given excuses in the past. Some of us have run away from you or our, our calling. Some of us have run away from the things you have called us to do. I pray that from this time henceforth, oh God, grant us the grace to begin to function effectively. All those potentials you have put in us to function, let it begin to manifest. All those grace you have put upon us to function, let it begin to manifest in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, in this time that is the end time and there is so much going on in the world today, help every one of us, no matter how young, old, help us to begin to function in your body. Because indeed we know that the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Help us, Father Lord, that we can take our place even in the body of Christ, to function as you have planned, as you have purposed for us in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we exalt your holy name. We magnify you because we know you are just waiting for us to manifest. And even the spirit, as we are going to be taught, as we are going to be enlightened, each one of us will take our place and will function so that your body can be built up and so that, Lord, indeed, we can manifest in every area of our lives. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus Holy and anointed name we have prayed. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, we're going to go into a period of reflection. Um, I'd like to invite Brother Eric to give us um, a brief reflection on the theme purpose. Praise the Lord. Before I begin, I'd just like to thank Apostle and Mami for this opportunity to speak today. Um, and so today I'll be briefly ministering on purpose. So the Oxford English Dictionary defines purpose as the reason for which something is done or created 
or for which exists. As you are all aware, there is absolutely no substitute for purpose. You cannot turn a microphone into a cooking spoon. Well, you could, but that would be abusing the microphone. In a similar way, when you try to be something you're not, you hinder God from working in your life and you abuse the gifts God gave you. Some people believe in good and bad luck. Others, others believe in their own merit or chance. As Christians, we believe in neither luck nor coincidence. We believe in the fulfillment of God's purpose. However, to fulfill purpose, we must truly understand what it is. Psalm 139 verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book, before one of them ever came to be. As Christians, our purpose is the same as that of Jesus, and this can be found in John 4.34. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Every single one of us has a purpose, and that is the reason we're still on this earth. Our purpose is to impact the world and finish Jesus, the work Jesus started. Our purpose is to make a difference, not a living. Isaiah 14.24, our scripture on purpose, provides us with a comforting reassurance that everything God planned and ordained for us, as we read in Psalm 139, before we were born, cannot be changed and cannot be shaken, as apostles told us. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned it will be, and as I have purposed, so it will happen. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 cements this point, when God said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before I go on, it's important to note it, that even though gifts are not the same as your purpose, your God-given gifts and talents can help you realise your purpose in life. God purposefully gave Jeremiah the gift of prophecy in the above scripture, not necessarily the gifts of healings or miraculous signs, because he knew that Jeremiah would need prophecy to excel in his job. That's not to say, though, that Jeremiah couldn't heal, uh, because by faith everything is possible. In a similar way, God gave Moses the ability to perform signs and wonders and to speak directly face to face with God. But Moses himself did not often heal the sick in the Israelite camp like Jesus did. As Ephesians 4, 11 to 12 tells us, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. In another place, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 6, it says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but it is the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. God has purposefully given some of us the gift of prophecy, such as our very own apostle, to glorify God by naming future events to the very date and time that they happen. God gives some of us the gift of teaching, like Mami Omar, to glorify God by sharing the understanding of his word with everybody. To some, God gives the power to heal, some to see visions, some to raise the dead. But some are blessed with all of the gifts and are called to be his apostles. The Holy Spirit set each and every one of us apart for a particular mission that he's already planned for us. 
Long before we were born, God formed us and shaped us for one particular purpose. And since we at birth, and even before birth, God has intentionally used our parents, grandparents, and other relations to prepare us for serving him. All of us are called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth, and to minister to this sinful generation in any way possible. Ergo, we must set ourselves apart, and we cannot let our salt to be neutralised by this world. We cannot let our lamps be put out by the coverings and the entrapments of this world. I'd just like to tell you all a brief story. There was once a lion cub who was estranged from his parents and was adopted by an elderly sheep. When he came of age, he asked his mother who the large, strong, ferocious creatures were in the distance that roared with such ferocity and appeared to rule over all animals. His, mo- his adoptive mother responded by saying that those were the lions, the kings of the jungle. The little cub did not know that he too was one of them and spent the rest of his short life acting like a sheep. Lions, however, are born to be meat eaters, so the sheep's diet of merely grass and water did not suit him and ultimately led to the lion cub's end. As this story illustrates, many Christians and even non-Christians aren't aware of what God has charged, formed and created them to do for one another and for him. Many people don't know why God created them and are unaware of the special expertise God has given them. Many people wake up every morning with no reason to be alive. Many live by the belief that we have no purpose, that everything ends at the grave. Youths are often especially guilty of this. Many youths strive to find their purpose and identity among the world. Many teenagers, in a desperate attempt to be popular, put on somebody else and hide their true purpose and identity from God, from the, us. However, as this story shows, we cannot afford to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for lions cannot flock with sheep, and eagles cannot flock with chickens. This can only lead to our demise, without achieving destiny and purpose, for friendship with the world can only lead to enmity with God. As I finish, I'd like to round up by saying that we are just like mobile phones. A cell phone has a very distinct purpose, combining many household objects into one simple device. There's the, there's the actual phone, you can send messages, there's a torchlight and a camera, etc. There are the quality smartphones, which generally cost more, and there are the cheaper ones. However, no matter how expensive, the smartphone is useless without knowledge to use it, without a manual. It cannot achieve its purpose if its owner does not know how to use it. We know we all have a purpose, and we know we must not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, lest we be shipwrecked. But we must continue to read the Bible, study it, meditate and meditate on our manual constantly. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Sometimes we might ruin God's purpose for our life through our own actions and inactions. The environment we find ourselves in also matters. Therefore, as our scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 2.22, we must flee from ungodly environments and wicked associations.
Those who fulfill their purposes are not afraid of death. In fact, those who fulfill their purposes welcome death. Taking the Apostle Paul, for example, he believed that death was gain and was not afraid to die. That is the stage you, I, and every other Christian must aim to get to. Because of this, the last thing Satan wants you to know and truly understand your, is your purpose. Your purpose is your success. And until you find your purpose, you can never be satisfied. And your purpose can only be found truly in the Bible. Amen. Uh, Eric, how old are you? I'm 12 now, thank you. Please. Uh, put your hands together, brethren, for Brother Eric. We thank God for this convention. I was saying just just while ago when I joined the uh, the, uh, the um, seminar earlier today, and the all the participants didn't know that I, I joined the seminar. I was privy to listen to one of the groups, and they didn't know that I was listening. And then when they all came together, they were given summaries of what they learned you know, uh, from the scriptures they read. And they were focusing on Zelophehad daughters and also um, uh, Deborah. And the things that they analyzed from those two characters are amazing. And I wish that the whole Church of God Global could hear this uh, use expressing what the, you know, what the Holy, Ghost minister, Holy Ghost ministered to them from those scriptures. But then, if you listen to this short brief from Brother Eric also, I can say to you, which I said earlier on today, before at the beginning of the morning, I said to someone who was discussing with me that I think I can begin to retire gradually. And my intention is to begin to showcase all these youths to begin to step into my shoes while I'm alive and do exactly what I've been doing. And I said that I am so happy in God that I have achieved, you know, tuning their heart to love God more than everything. I've also achieved putting a desire, getting them into a desire to know the word of God. And no matter how young anyone who is in CFT, people who have been listening to me are, it is not possible for them to be lied by deceiving spirits of the devil, which is paramount among in the whole world today. They cannot be deceived by any minister. It does not matter what anointing you think you carry. It does not matter how many crowds follow you on earth. Those who have gone through apostles' teaching can never be moved by any other thing. And you can never say anything contrary to the word of God for them to accept it. Mm-hmm. Well, you have had this, and I, I wish I can get all others in the day to speak, but I, I work hard we get them to come and share with us because our time is very, very short. Really, what Brother Eric was teaching you is just the place where I'm starting to think. I will remind you that I told you yesterday, we finished at the fourth thing, the knowledge of God's of God exposes you to God's great promises. Now, this, the five things that I've been discussing with you, or six in five, is this. One, God has a plan and purpose for your life, and you must know that. And if you look at the scriptures, Brother read from the book of Psalm 139, it's part of what I'm going to read to you now. We got this 
uh, theme from Isaiah 14:24, which says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be as I purpose, they will stand. And this scripture tells you that the plans and purpose of God cannot change. It's not subject to change. When God has a plan and he has a purpose for anybody, God cannot change it because he has already said it. Because our God is a God who says that he does not change. Because why? He's all-knowing. He's the master planner of the whole creation. And he has created every creature for a purpose. The purpose for which he created the moon and the stars is fixed till today. The purpose for which he created the sun and the seas and elements, they are fixed till today. And the purpose for which he created the angels are fixed. The purpose for which he created human beings are fixed. Now, and I told you that among all that God created, it is only man he created in his own image and gave the opportunity and the privilege of choice. A tree cannot choose when to be caught and when not to be caught. An animal cannot choose when to die and when not to die. It is man who determines all this. And that is the reason why it is possible for man or spirit to frustrate the purpose of God for them. However, God cannot frustrate his purpose. Once he has spoken it, that is it. And I showed you from Jeremiah 1.5, which says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. And Brother Eric spoke extensively about that. And I told you three principles. God's knowledge of you predates your conception. It it predates your conception. Before you were formed in the womb of your mother, God had knowledge of you. Mm -hmm. And I said also that God's ordination for you predates your birth. What you will be in life, God has ordained it before you were born. That's why sometimes, you know, some of you who were born in CFT, I named you. I spoke about what you will become in life, in career, and in spiritual, and you are fulfilling them. You have grown up now to fulfill those things. Even the one that, one of the days, I, the Lord told me that, that is, that is, uh, I say saxophone in the mouth of this child. That child grew up to be playing saxophone like, <laughs> you know? So, we... We who are into prophetic gifts are able to speak those things because we are able to read a part of God's intention, God's purpose. I will get them now. So, but the purpose of God for you is fixed. But let me say this to you. I want to also help us to understand from that verse, uh, chapter 139, which is the springboard for us to go on further today. Chapter 139 of, of Psalm, verse 13. It says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me before and uh, together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well or full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depth of, this, of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book 
before each one came to pass. I wish Christians would understand this very well. They will not be afraid of death. You cannot die until the, the Father said, come. He is the one who appointed your days. Even if you are sick to death, you can't die. Sickness can't kill a believer. Impossible. Sickness can't kill you. I mean, you can see people who are in coma for years, they will never die. And somebody who just falls sick today, tomorrow is dead. Even in the world. Because no life can be snipped off this earth. No Satan can kill a man if God had not said, your time is up. God will always frustrate that in I would have given them. And the verse of this says, How precious to me are your thoughts. Oh God, how vast is the sum of them. And this is the very scripture. I read to you yesterday, how about showing you the first one, that God has a plan for you and purpose for you. The second thing is that the plan of God is to, is to prosper you and not to harm you. Jeremiah 29, 11. And the third one is that God's plan and purpose for your life are in two parts, which is Second Peter 1, 3. And I said, that scripture says, God's divine power has given you everything you need for life. So God has a career for you that you will succeed in life and you will, you will follow. And then he has also an office for you or a gifting for you in the spiritual for life and for godliness. So you have spiritual mandate and you have earthly mandate. Okay? However, that scripture says, <clears throat> you can only fulfill this mandate through our knowledge of him. Second Peter 1, 3. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And this is the major area we are now expanding. Through our knowledge of him who called you. So, we recognize therefore that if God is the one who designed your life, and God is the one who ordained, preordained what you should be, you will believe and be agree with me that God has thoughts towards you. <clears throat> he has thoughts towards you. You see that Jeremiah, that book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. If I read it again, just in King James Version, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you. While NIV said, I know the plans I have towards you. The King James Version says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace are not of evil, to give you future and hope. And King NIV explained it very detailed. And I know the plans I have for you, towards you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, you will agree that no one can ever get to that future if you do not understand the God who designed it. You can never reach your expected end if you are not able to communicate with the designer of it. The major issue of people, like Brother Eric said, is that a lot of young people shipwreck because they soon get carried away by the exuberance of this world. And Satan is the one who set those things up. And many of them will pursue those things 
At the beginning, we seem as if you are looking popular, you're looking popular. At the, at the mid of it, you will discover that you are, you are chasing a shadow unless you become one of them. <laughs> and so, you need to know this. No power, no spirit, no entity under heaven can help you reach your destiny. But the king of heaven, the maker of heaven and earth, who had a purpose for creating you, and also who have thoughts concerning you on how you can achieve the purpose. So, if we then read further, the verse uh, 4 of Second Peter, that takes you to the fourth thing. The knowledge of God expose, exposes you to God's grace promises. Because it says in verse 4, let me read 3 and 4 again. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. That is through the knowledge of Christ, God has given us great and precious promises. For what? So that through them, you might participate in divine nature. So it is the promises of God in the scripture that enables you and I to participate in divine nature. What is divine nature? The divine nature of God is understanding the thoughts of God, operating in the, in the, in the ways of God, knowing the plans of God, and fulfilling the mandate and the plans of God, operating in the gift. You know, one of the things that Brother Eric said, very powerful things. He said that everyone that is sent to the world, in them is everything that God has put in to help them fulfill. That's fact. That's fact. Because if God knew you before he formed you, if he appointed you and ordained you before he formed you, certainly he had formed your spiritual anatomy, your physical anatomy, to function in the purpose for which he is sending you. However, the Bible helps us to understand. The access to it is the promises. That is the word of God. So that through that you may participate in divine nature and escape corruption in the world. And I told you yesterday, write this down. Note, number one, prosperity can only be achieved through your knowledge of Christ. And you can achieve success, but it's never prosperity. Someone can achieve success in physical pursuit. You can achieve success in evil pursuit. You can achieve success in godly pursuit. But prosperity is endowment from God. It is a success that does not ask sorrow. That is prosperity. Prosperity is fulfilling the purposes for which God has ordained you. Not somebody else's purpose. No, your own purpose. Number two, I said to you to note, the major factor to fulfill your purpose in life is God's promises, which is from that scripture chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Peter 1, 4. Therefore, your knowledge of the promises is paramount. Then I told you, number three, the major deterrent of your success is evil desire of this world. And this is what Satan has used to ensnare both young and old. And at the end of it, it will frustrate life of people, make you discouraged. And the last one I said, evil desire give birth to corruption or decay. Corruption or decay. Now, so we look into Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. 
where we are looking at promises. Promise number one. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night, that you may, be, uh, that you may observe to do every, uh, according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I love that so much. It says you will make your way prosperous. If you look at this scripture, therefore, the principle of this scripture is the same principle of learning. Any book you learn, if that book can be in your mouth, it's because you have learned it in your heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's a good thing that we are looking at spirit, soul, body, mind, and, and strength. Now, so, the Bible says the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. So if you're a person who you are a Christian and you read the Bible regularly, to so the place you are by you can speak and quote what you have read, you can discuss what you have read, you have laid the bedrock for intellectual reasoning. And anything you turn your heart to learn, either academics or career or work or profession, trade, you will have good success. Because it's biblical principle. Then he went further to say, you must also meditate on it. You cannot do things without meditating. Look at in the book of Genesis, because I have so many things in my head to teach you. Go and read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 7. It says, it says in the beginning God created heaven and the earth. Let me, okay, let me read the first one to you, and that one will give you the, pet, the, pet, the, the, the principle. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. It was fit for purpose. It was good. And He separated light from darkness. Order. God called the light day. Definition. And the darkness, night. You see, if you look at this principle, it is God of purpose. We will look at that tomorrow, definitely looking at God himself and how God operates in purpose. But in this scripture, you will have understanding here that in the book of Genesis, God laid it down. God thought to meditate is to look at something, consider, and think about it. God didn't do something without thinking about it. He thought before he did. After he had done, he observed. He observes it. These are practical principles that can help a man fulfill purpose in life. That you will not make mistake or fail in your purpose. You are not born to fail because you say you will have good success. And it says to us too, our meditation should not be in the day alone, but in the day and in the night. When you are going to bed, what is the last thing you think about? It, it determines what you may dream too. You begin to practice this thing, your dream will change. And it says that when you meditate upon the word day and night on the promises, what do you do? That you may observe to do according to all what is written. You must know what is written. You must observe what is written. You must do according to what is written. And then you will make your way prosperous. Satan can't frustrate your purpose. God gave it. No witch or wizard can stop God's purpose. It is only you who can either walk in line and fulfill or digress out of the line and the purpose will still wait for you. But the Lord, the farther you digress, 
you will be unfulfilled. But when you come back to God, you will continue. They may take a longer time. And if God in his mercy stretches his hand, he can restore back to you the years in the course of it. The second scripture that we looked at, which is also for today, is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. When the Bible says to you, from that 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, concerning evil desire, it says your knowledge of his promises help you escape corruption which of the world, which comes by evil desire. 2 Timothy 2, 22, is the memory verse of youth of royal destiny Christ of the Banaku. Flee the evil desire of youth. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. This is your memory verse. This is your memory verse. Hear me. If I don't teach any other thing, let me tell you, this is enough for you. If you can follow it. Look, success is different from prosperity. Somebody may go to school and pass. I know somebody who was brought to me some years ago. He was brought to my church because he went to Cambridge. He did law and he had first class asterisk. You understand what I'm talking about? In Cambridge, first class asterisk. That is, it, 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 it went beyond the, 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 the required man for first class. In all subjects. But when he finished, he went mad. He went mentally derailed. In London here, I'm not talking about abroad. And he went mentally derailed because his father is polygamous. And he was proud because of the success he has. He was full of himself. Even when you see him walking, even when he was mad, he'd be walking with his shoulder up and his head up like that. Full of himself. Rude to anybody. Rude to everything. Because he believed that he's more intelligent than anybody we are asked. Unfortunately, he forgot that what he read, some people wrote it. He forgot that the mark he got, some people marked it. <laughs> are you with me now? Pride is a fundamental yes, recipe um, for failure. Pride is a fundamental recipe for failure. Do you understand me? When a person who is a youth looks at those who are older and they are advising you and you feel that you know more than them, you are so sorry. That is pride. A person who does that will crash because I'm going to show you only one example today. The person that pride crushed his destiny. That the purpose of God for you is your destiny. Understand that. That is your destiny. And so the brother who was a combative Muslim came to me and said to me, nonsense, George, uh, this is the case I have about my brother. He's tied down in one place with chains in his hand and feet. The hospital could not help him. No matter how many drugs they gave him, he, 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 would, he, would, he would still be behaving. Somebody that they give drug and drug cannot tranquilize him because the, 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 the wife of the father cursed him. He told him that now you are finishing your Cambridge. I will see how you will work in life with it. He said, she said that you will, it is, if your head is correct, you can walk. From that day, he went insane. I would mean that. The day they brought him to TFT, some of my, some of our leaders now were there at the time. Like Pastor Sidney, the wife, and a, a, a number of them, Pastor Jesus, and some of that. They chained his hands and feet. And they brought the man, spitting, spitting, spitting as he was walking. 
His skin had become tall because he never bathed for weeks. He never washed his mouth for weeks. Smelling. I said, bring him to the front here. And they, they brought him. I said, lose him from the chain. And the man said, if we lose him, he's very well. I said, don't you understand? You are just born again. You don't understand. Lose him, my friend. Is it not demons that entered him? The person who cursed him assigned evil spirit to enter into him. And the access is pride. Because it is written, God resists the proud. And because he was proud and full of himself, God withdrew from him. Satan could afflict him. Simple as ABC. They lose the chain. And he was sitting down there. And when the unction rested upon me, I, I turned to him. I rebuked evil spirit to come out of him in the name of Jesus. He was healed instantly. There are many stories around him. Because when he walks, he sees evil spirit. He sees demons moving all over the world. That even when I, I have to go to his house, I say he can't go to his house. Now he's not normal. He said he can't go to his house. He sees all these people walking on the world. I went to his house with him. He said, start reading. Six months after the prayer, he did his examination and he passed. That is the, 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 the uh, uh, bar exam. And he passed. And he, 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 he is practicing today. You know what I'm saying to you is this. That you must understand. You must understand that your knowledge of the word of God and your adherence to the word of God is paramount to you achieving and fulfilling your, your destiny and your purpose in life. Every, every illustration I will give you, I will give you as many illustrations as possible. Because, you see, I'm your father. You must know how God had worked in my personal life so that you also will grow into that and operate in the same function. Any one of you who understands us, I, I, I appreciate that. You are studying the word of God. I love it so much. And if you continue in that, purpose is of God. It cannot be hindered by man. It cannot be hindered by demons. It can only be hindered by the carrier. So, your heart, pure in heart, flee from evil desires of you. Pursue righteousness, faith, and love. And I told you, remember this, your learning outcome. You must know that God has a plan for you and be convinced. Number two, you must know that the plans and the purpose of God for you is perfect. Number three, you must understand the plans and purposes of God for your life. And you can, through your knowledge of Christ. And we'll talk about, you know, some actions you will take. And you can access it. You can pray and you can know it. Number three, you must understand those plans of God for your life. And number four, you must follow the path God set for you. Have you known the path of God for you? You have to cooperate and collaborate with heaven for your purpose in life to be fulfilled. God is the master planner. I will talk briefly about aligning with God's purpose. And that is under that section. You must cooperate and collaborate with heaven. Even sometimes it can cost you some pain. But it will not harm you. 
You know, if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, from birth to glory, you will come about several things. You will come about battles, you will come about disappointment, you will come about opposition. Today, when, when the youth were looking into the life of, of um, uh, Selophahed uh, daughters and the life of um, um, Deborah, they identified the purpose of Deborah, they identified the purpose of Selophahed uh, daughters. And if you look at their purpose, their purpose are challenging. The purpose of both of them are things that are challenging because of their sex, uh, their, 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 their gender. Because in those days, women are not supposed to lead the, world, the, the nation to war. Huh? Because when they were describing uh, 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 Deborah, they called her uh, the wife of Lapidot. Her mommy called her Mrs. Lapidot. You know? And Deborah said also to Barak that, you know, a woman will take the glory of victory. I would get that now. So they have these challenges. However, because of resilience, because of the, the first of all, they are convinced that God sent them. And because they are convinced that God sent them, that overrides or overrode their challenges. Which is in those days, it's not, it has never happened that a woman occupied that position. No, 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 forget it. Forget it. Every challenge you can override. Only when you are conscious that it is God who made the plan and the plan of God cannot change. Your faith in the God who made the plan and you are committed to that God. He will give you. Look at his Zulufahed daughters. It never happened that a woman inherited the father. Never happened. Never happened. But in their own time, they made it happen. After them, maybe, it may not happen again, but they are unique. They are unique. And that tells you and I, as I said yesterday, your disability cannot hinder God's purpose for your life. God called Moses. He made him a stammerer. And yet, he still fulfilled the, 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 the Because when Moses was arguing with God in chapter 3 and, and, and 4 of, of uh, Exodus, God said, who made you the stammerer? Who made you stammerer, by the way? Am I not the one who made a man stammer? And then I gave the, the, the destiny to lead a nation out of bondage to a person who can express himself. Because I have created another person who came before him, his younger brother. Who will be Aaron? It will be his mouthpiece. And God said to him, I will make him like, I will make you like God to him. When you think, he will say it. Finish. God can make anything happen because of you. If you can be faithful to God only, he will take you to where he has ordained for you. So, you must be convinced. You know, Jeremiah said, I'm only a boy. It does not matter. Boy can rule a country. If God ordained it, it shall be so. Everybody will submit to that boy. It's just like Uzziah. 2 Corinthians 26. Everybody will submit, like Josiah uh, too. Everybody will submit. If only you can be aligned to God. To God. You do not allow your heart to be dissuaded, left and right. Then I say also, for you to fulfill God's purpose, you must have vision in line with the purpose. You must have vision in line with the purpose. That's why I told all of you, none of you should aspire to be a celebrity, celebrity. never in your life to do, aspire to do that. The first person who aspired to be a celebrity is what I'm going to end up with. He lost everything. 
you must aspire all your life to, 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 to satisfy God. Jesus did not aspire to be a celebrity, but look at everyone in life in the whole world talk about him. He only aspired to fulfill the mandate of God. He says, I do what I see my father do, John chapter 5 verse 19. Your heart must be centered on, God has sent me to this world for a mandate. When you die and go back, one of the things that you have to report is, did you fulfill the mandate God gave you? The purpose of which God sent you, did you fulfill? That's your first thing before God. Men may sing your praise. It is useless. I always say to you, don't allow men to sing your praise. When they sing your praise, shut their mouth down. Shut their mouth down. According to the word of the Lord. Because when, when men began to sing your praise, watch out, Satan is there. You better give all the glory to God like David did. After all, battle is won. Understand this. You must have vision in line with your purpose. And then, your fulfillment or the fulfillment of your purpose, remember, brings glory to God. Now write this also. You know, we are talking about promises and gifts. You need the gift of God, which God has endowed upon you to fulfill every purpose. Maybe skill also. But you know, skill is nurtured by education. All right? Gift also is under the control of the of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, number one, every gift from God is administered through the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 4, uh, 12, 4. To each one, the manifestation of this of the <clears throat> of the Spirit is <laughs> to each one. Let me read let me read that. Uh, first Corinthians 4. Uh, 12.4. 1 Corinthians 12.4. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. Different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. It's Ephesians that was coming to my head. Ephesians 4.7. <laughs> which is of Christ. So every gift from God is administered through the Holy Spirit. So if you you know, walk instead with the Holy Spirit all the time. You will discover that He will endow you with gifts. He will stir up the gift in you. Manifest any gift you need. Skill come from the Holy Ghost. Gift come from the Holy Ghost. Knowledge come from the Holy Ghost. If you look at verse 7 of that First Corinthians chapter 12, the first gift He said is that to one is given the message of knowledge, then wisdom. Alright? Then faith. So all these gifts come from the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to every one of you now, in Christ with Tabernacle, I'm so glad that all of you concerning career, I tell you, I, I, can, I boast of this anywhere in the world. Go and see my youth. Career number one. Spiritual number one. Okay? You have educated yourself, those of you who are older, and I'm so glad that you are, you are occupying high position in the UK and in other nations of the earth. Well educated in CFT Church, I always say to you, if you read first degree, don't come and tell me. If you have just had B or BSc or LLB, don't talk to me. That is your own. When you have your postgraduate, come and talk to me. And I said to you that, oh, I finished first degree. I'm, I'm going away for holiday. You don't need any holiday. 
The Bible says, Woe to him who has comfort in Zion. Where you are going for holiday, others are marching ahead of you. Alright? If you finish your master's degree, you want to go for holiday, go. Are we together? When you finish your master's degree, that's when you tell apostle. Okay? And that has been the norm. And I'm so happy. You have, some of you have more than two master's degrees. And I said to you, over the past 11 years, keep on doing what I'm telling you. Telling you, you are coming to need it. It's coming to play part in your life. But look at now, there is economic crisis in the world. Now with economic crisis, if you say you have MBA, others have MBA. There must be something to distinguish you from all MBAs. And that is the second one you have put to it. And it's working for many of you now that many of you are getting, a, you know, promoted. Getting a job is not a problem with any one of you, you know, because you have applied the principle to follow the path of God along with your career. And he's giving you the desired success and the prosperity needed. So now, you have been following the path of the Holy Spirit. But where we got to now is manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I will concentrate on that from Friday to Sunday. It is about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's because of you I went back to academics. Because I recognize the fact that at my age, many people will say that, what are you going to read for? What are you going to read for? I have what I'm reading for. I'm reading for my members. Because when I go back to university, every one of you is inspired to that. If a person can be going at this age, I can do it too. I can do it too. I was talking to one of the pastors who just uh, spoke to me last week after the prophetic voice minister's meeting. He said to me, Apostle, I thank God for your life. He will be on the line now. He said, do you know what? I said, what about your, your, your master's degree you are doing in computer science? He said, uh, that I'm happy to tell you that I came out with distinction. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, why shouldn't I? He said, every day they are teaching us, I'm saying that, ah, if Apostle could be revealing his, his own, in his LLM, why can't I do better? Why can't I do the same? Uh, and he said, you also said to us, he had MBA, and he was working with top banks. And he said, but you told us to go and add something to our MBA because we will need it. He said, now, my, my, my master's degree in computer science, he said, when I'm talking about logarithm, people are wondering, that, where did I get it from? He said that, that that master's degree now is working for me. Now it is that master's degree in computer science added to his MBA that is putting him to the executive position that he is. I would get that. Because you see, if you follow the path of God and your vision is in line with God's purpose, then nothing can stop it. You need the gift. It is the Holy Ghost that ministers the gift. Number two, every gift of God arises or is revealed through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The first one is that every gift from God is administered by the Holy Spirit. He gives the gift. Then, the manifestation of the gifts arises from the Holy Spirit. He reveals the gift. He is he who manifests it. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Then the third one is, challenges is the vehicle that provoke the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Understand. Every gift is administered by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then, every gift is revealed through manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But challenges is what will bring him to manifest. Look at Jesus Christ. He made the blind man born blind. Because the man was born blind, healing gift worked. Jesus was walking in Mark chapter 5 to go and raise a, a Jairus daughter. On the way, a woman who, was, who had issue of blood 
by faith touched her garment and that challenge of the woman drew power for healing. Every success that you have gotten came by testing, isn't it? You went to primary school, they set tests for you, they teach you, you have problem challenges, having to, re- to organize yourself, having to learn, having to cut off television watching so that you can face your academics. Uh, your other kids are watching television, your, your parents didn't let you watch television. Every day is Jesus, 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 until you become Jesus person. And many things that the kids are doing, you know, having funny hairstyle, you know, boys putting on earrings and behaving like somebody who has some, some mental issue. Your parents say you can't do that. You are a different child. You are a representative of God. And you can imagine the pain you went through at the time. You didn't understand it. But at the end of it, some of them got into trouble because of the way they appear. And at the young age, they are filled with the desire to be buying expensive things. It dragged them into credit card for It dragged them into prostitution. But because you have been shaped, hammered in and out, and retrieved, your mind is just focused on God and on your life. And that is what has helped you walk through the path of destiny. You get me now? And I will say, I will tell you, continue in it. It pays. We have walked through it and we stand out. We're your parents. And those of us who are elders and leaders among you, we have walked through it and we, you can see us and you can run by us. That is, see what emulate our faith and follow us as we follow Christ, which you are doing. So, I'm giving you these three things. Every gift of God is administered by the Holy Spirit, is the custodian. Then every gift of God comes to manifestation by the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And any challenge of your life will bring the best out of you. So don't see challenges as something to, to scare you. You scare challenges. There are, you know, many things that you learn. You know, which when you graduate, it seems as if you've forgotten them. But the moment in your office a problem arises in that area, are you not amazed how much information will begin to come into your brain from what you have learned? Is the challenges that bring out those grace. And the same thing happened in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Now the earth was formless and void. Aha, that was a challenge for God. So you see God come out, begin to speak. Let there be light. There was light. Let this happen. It happened. Let that happen. It happened. If the challenges did not arise, there is no need for God to manifest himself. So your challenges should not make you cry. It should make you manifest. It should bring the best out of you. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of every kind. I want to tell you that is resilience. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Resilience, perseverance. I saw in, in, you know, those of you who are the seminar today, these are part of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Even to talk about collaboration and stuff. Mm-hmm. Testing of your faith, challenges against your faith. It should bring, it should develop you, develop perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work. You can't do, you can't change it. God will allow you to go through tests of time. He will allow you to go through the time you don't have resources to, to fulfill your vision. And God will see whether you see have faith in Him. And if you continue to focus on Him, you will discover that He will bring resources. God will allow you to come down to, to sometimes that you struggle and you are down. And people will talk against you like they did to David. He 
won't despise you. They will say, all oh, your mates have done this. All your mates have done this. As if you and your mates, you are designed by God the same way. You are not. You know, people say things like, I'm in church. Look at your mates. Look at what they have achieved. Whereas you are doing your best and following your way. When people say that, know that Satan is the one talking through them. Anyone who says that, the devil is the one talking through them. And what do you do to devil? Block your mind from the devil. Focus on God. Because according to the testimony of God, the test of your faith and your perseverance must finish his work. Perseverance must finish his work. Perseverance is not necessary if there are no challenges that will put you down. And perseverance means you stop for a while, be stagnant for a while. You are not moving forward, you are not moving backward, you are just in where we are. Or you are even drifting backward and you begin to put in effort more. The more effort you put, it seems as if nothing is happening. Let me tell you, God is recording it. When God will now answer you, He will pick you from where you are and throw you further forward. The people who you thought they, they thought they have left you, you will go be, be, beyond them. That is when you will know that your God was not changing purpose. Important thing is that you, who God has proposed, must believe that God has purpose for you. You must pursue that purpose with all your heart. You must pursue in line with God. Vision. You don't have vision contrary to God. You will follow the word of God according to the vision of the word of God. Knowing fully well that God who promised you is faithful to deliver it. Listen to me. He says, perseverance must finish his work so that uh, you may be matured and complete, not lacking anything. God uses trial to add to us so that anything we have lacked in trial, they will come out. So some things that God has put in your spirit, they will not manifest until they are challenged. And those challenges will bring those things out. Look at uh, Deborah when she was challenged, as you, uh, you guys said in the, in, the, in, the, in the day in your seminar. She, she took the challenge because she was a prophet, she was not a general. She took the challenge to go to the, to the war. But it was the gift of prophetic that brought the end of the war because she, she prophesied that a woman with the woman would take the glory. Same thing with the Zolophites, the Zolophite daughters. They decided to dare the challenges that it does not matter even if it's according to the law. We, are not ha- we don't have entitlement. But by conscience, we have entitlement. Our father did not have a son. And we are all girls. How can it be that they will not give us our entitlement? They fought for their entitlement. Instead of giving it to the brother of the father, they fought, which is their uncle. They fought for it. And God said, yes, it is conscionable. That is part of the, co- the law you know, of God which explains the you know, in jurisprudence, when you talk about the law of conscience, the, the conscionable law, is it a conscionable thing? Yes, it is. If it's conscionable, conscience, God is the one who created conscience of man. And so they got it. For their own time, there was a change of law. And you can understand this. These people have to pers- persevere. And when it's worked, when your perseverance is matured, it will mature your spirit. Every trial, therefore, brings you an addition to your maturity. Understand that. And then complete until you come to completion. When you come to completion, that's where you cannot tell stories. The stories of your life will now help those who are coming behind you. Some of the leaders, I was so glad today, you know, their own life, they are using it to, to encourage those who are coming behind. You know, and those of you who are coming behind, I saw you spoke, and I was so blessed, I was so happy with all what you said. I said, God, I thank you. These ones, they are free from Satan. <laughs> are we together? May the Lord continue to strengthen all of you kids. I have met some guys outside and I said, ah, all children in London are wayward. I said, that's a lie. 
Wayward children is not in CFT. All children of CFT, they are not wayward. They are Godward. <laughs> they are upward. <laughs> they are not wayward. They are upward. They are Godward. Are we together now? And you keep that up. I have a strong conviction that God will use your, 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 you know, you guys greater than me. Greater than me. You will have greater success than what my success is minor. That's why I'm doing everything. If I can have a success, that success, you will not even have that. Minimum of it will be double or triple or purple or temple that you will have. Because you must be greater than us who are your parents. And I'm so happy your feet is along the purple. You know, uh, let me give you a joke. The CFT, there was a conference that Christians went to do, you know, choir from various churches, they went to do a concert. And then, all the choir began to come. You saw some girls in the choir with a tight trouser, and you saw them with, uh, you know, some funny shape, you know, uh, you know, and stuff, and some boys with uh, braided hair and with earrings. They, they have no, they don't look different to anybody serving idol. Jeans that are torn when you are not mad. But when CFT youth choir got there, they were all in suit and tie, <laughs> corporate. <laughs> they were all corporate, and the ladies are well dressed. You know, they are skirt and blouse, well dressed. No showing of breast because it's not a breast show. No showing of their their their, their body. It is not a nude film. They were so well dressed. And their hair, and they look gorgeously beautiful, outstanding. And in a short time, the others were feeling intimidated. Intimidate them more because God is happy. That you are a good representative of God. All of us don't have to be foolish. God must have people on earth who he can rely upon that they uphold their, their godliness. And they, inside them is the fear of the living God. That the waywardness that Satan is introducing to this world have no place in them. And we didn't give you rules in CFT. Okay? But we teach you who Jesus is. And because you know him, you love him, you always ask yourself the way you dress. Will Jesus, will he have dressed like this at my age? Will Jesus have behaved like this at my age? And that is what we teach you. And that has been shaping your life. If Satan thought he got the church, he should come to CFT. He hasn't gotten any one of you at all. He's joking. He's joking. Finally, number five. Only you can frustrate the plans and purpose of God for your life. It will not happen to you in Jesus' name. Let me look at my time. Okay, I have 10 minutes. 10 minutes, I will finish. Let me help you with this. You know when I talk, I talk as God's oracle. <laughs> the eyes that have been to heaven a number of times and the eyes that have stood in the council of the Father... At the throne room, the eyes that have stood before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and enjoyed the means of angels. He has no testimony but the truth, the living truth. Satan cannot take anyone from me among you. If anyone had gone away, you calm down. They are coming back. They are coming back. I have no ago. If you said to me that a boy or a girl in CFC, he went to learn lessons. He will come back. Yeah. All of you will fulfill the mandate of heaven and the purposes for which God Amen. has created you. It, before my eyes, it will be. Amen. Amen. My God will arise 
He will fight your battle for you. He will destroy every power Satan sent up to hinder or to deceive anyone that is the breed of this earth. Wherever they may be on earth, the angel of the Lord who said, who walks with me, who walks with me, he will go into the camp of the devil and, break the, and release those who have, who have been thrown in waterless system. He will destroy their marauding forces in the name of the Lord of all. Because of his covenant with me. Alfred, 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 Williams. Listen to me. Number five will not happen to you. But I'm saying it to help you to guard your heart. If you look at the book of Hebrews, chapter five, verse seven, it says, "When the day, uh, 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 before I go into that, what can frustrate you is yourself." Then I'll talk about things that you can do. If you look at the book of Isaiah, chapter fourteen, very quickly, we'll do that. Isaiah fourteen. 12 to 15. I will not, it's not a, a long thing to explain. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. The first entity that frustrates God's plan for him. Purpose of God's stance. If you look at it, it says, How have you fallen from heaven, O morning star? The King James Version says, O Lucifer, son of the dawn. How have you fallen? Why should you fall? That tells you that God placed him very high in heaven. God's purpose for him is very high. He fell. And he says, you have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart. This is the reason why he fell. I will ascend to heaven. Pride. He felt superior to others. I will raise my throne above the stars. Of God, which is angels. Pride. Strive. I will sit enthroned in the mount of assembly. That is the seat of God. He converts the seat of his maker. On the uttermost height of the sacred mountain. Listen. Verse 40 says, He said, I will ascend above the tops of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. Somebody who said there is no God once already has started to eat your mouth. He says, look at what happened to him. Verse 15. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depth of the pit. Let me help you understand. Multiply 14 by 2. 28, Ezekiel. I want to show you what was God's mandate for him and his purpose. Ezekiel 28, the same verse 12 you read. Look at the purpose of God for him. Son of man. He said the word of God came to me. Son of man, make up a lamentation concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the Lord said, you, you know, the sovereign Lord said. You were the model of perfection. God created him perfect. Lucifer. Full of wisdom. You see the gift God gave him. Beauty was perfect. Wisdom was like, I'm perfect in beauty. Those are the gifts God gave him because of his purpose. It says in verse 13, You were in Eden, the garden of the law of God. Every precious stone adore you. Can you imagine? God does not set a purpose without forming you. He said, because before I formed you, I knew you. Rubies, topaz, emerald, crosslight, oxen, and jasper. Sapphire, turquoise, and bar. Look at it. Your settings and mountains were made of gold. Can you imagine, if you look at my hand, all these joints in his body was gold. All these joints, areas of your, your body, 
For Lucifer, it was made of gold, the setting, the setting, joints of the bones, joints of the body. They are gold. Because God wanted to show perfection of his power to create beauty, and he created one. He's called Lucifer. He said, on the day you were created, you were prepared. God did not prepare him, prepare uh, some instrument, uh, some, 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 you know, his, his uh, anatomy, and then use it. No, 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 no. As God prepared it, God set him up. As God was, was making it, God was bringing those things to be. He was God's expression. He, it was expression of God's mind when it comes to perfect beauty. In God's mind, he has what he, he calls perfect beauty. You see all what God created are so beautiful as they are. God now created something that he called perfect beauty and he made him into an angel. He says, you were anointed as, cheru- as guardian cherub. So I ordained you. That is the purpose. The purpose of God was you to be a guardian cherub. You were anointed cherub who covers the King James verses. You were on the holy mountain of God. Those are the few angels that stand in the presence of God. You walk among the fiery stones. Not many angels have that power. It is only archangels that have that opportunity. To walk back and front in the midst of the fiery stone before the, before the altar of God. Now it says in verse, 11, verse 15, You were blameless in your ways from the day you were made. God did not create iniquity in, in anybody. He created you blameless. He created Satan blameless till wickedness was found. So Lucifer was the inventor of wickedness. He said through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God. I expelled you, O guardian Jeru, from among the fairy stone. Your heart became proud, verse 17, on account of your beauty. Don't let the beauty God gave you to abuse you. Don't let your beauty control you. Don't let the gift, the skill, the knowledge God gave you, don't let it enter your head. It is pride before God. He says, and you corrupted your wisdom. Pride corrupts God's gift. It corrupts wisdom. Because of your splendor, so I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. The one who created you is the only one who can destroy you. You will never walk in path of destruction. None of us will. It went further to say, by many dishonest, by your sins, many sins and dishonest trade, you were desecrated. You have desecrated your sanctuary. So I made fire come out of you and it consumes you. Did you see how hell came? When Lucifer, you know, did what he did, God put fire to come inside, from inside him. It was beauty before. Hell came out of him to consume him. And God did not create hell for man. He did not create hell for man. He says, I reduce you to ashes on the ground in the sight of those who are watching you. All nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. That will not be your portion. This is to tell you that the purpose of God for you cannot change. But you have to work with God to fulfill it. But if you walk in the evil desires of this world, if you walk with pride, if you walk with enticement, if you walk with adversity, you will discover that you will frustrate that purpose. But if you repent truly and go away from all those evil desires and come back to God today, God said, I will restore to you 
the years the locusts have eaten. What about it? If you go away from it, you will suffer. But you don't have to suffer. You don't have to allow Satan to, to, to jubilate over you or to overcome you in any way. How will you not allow? By obeying the word of God. By following the precepts of God. By taking your life one day at a time and knowing fully where your tomorrow is in the hands of your God. It is only today you can determine. You cannot determine your tomorrow. So make well your today with God and he will take care of your tomorrow in him. This is a God that does not need money to bless a man. It's a God that can give you scholarship where you don't even demand it. Where you, don't, where, where, where you are not qualified to have it. He is the God of miracles. So I want to leave this with you. Because of time, I've just used my time 10 minutes. Tomorrow, we will look at the blueprint of things that you need to do to achieve purpose. And we will also look at aligning your purposes with God. Shall we bow our heads to pray? I want you to lift up your voice now and begin to thank God for his mercy. If there is any one of you who are falling away from God and you are hearing me today, just tell the Lord I'm sorry. If you see yourself following the people of the world, following peer pressure, and you do something else outside the church in a hidden place where nobody sees you. Ask the Lord to have mercy on you. Ask the Lord to have mercy on you. Tell the Lord to forgive you. The love of God is deep, deeper than the ocean. Tell the Lord to forgive you. Tell the Lord, I'm so sorry if you have made him too small in, his, in your eye. If you have been rude to God. If you have not been committed to him selflessly. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry. Father, forgive me. Tell the Lord, I come back home today. I come back home. I ask you for mercy. I ask you for mercy. I ask you for mercy. Tell the Lord. And if, if you, by the power of your name, Lord Jesus, sustain me, O God. Sustain me, O God. Tell the Lord. As you hear the words of this song, Come home, come home, come home. If you have left your father, God, come home, come home, come home. His plans and purpose for you still remains. He swore by his name. He swore by himself that his purpose for you shall not be, he shall be unchangeable. We read that today from the book of Hebrews 5.17. Tell the Lord. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Now begin to ask the Holy Spirit strengthen me. Oh God, the Holy Spirit strengthen me. Manifest your grace in me. Manifest your gifts in me. Manifest your power in me. Tell God the Holy Spirit. Manifest your fire in me. Oh Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for anyone that we know among you. Any of your friends that the devil has taken over their mind, tell Jesus, restore them, Lord. Restore them, Lord Jesus. Restore them, Lord Jesus. Oh, sovereign Lord. Tell 
the Lord, stretch out your hands of mercy. Restore those who have fallen among us. Deliver all God. Those who are bound among us. Tell the Lord, grant wisdom, grant way of escape. We bind every spirit of pride. We bind every spirit of loss in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Receive a new heart. Receive a new mind. In the name of Jesus. Receive grace and ability to fulfill mandates of heaven. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. Ask God for strength. I'm trying to manifest all the gifts of God. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. I thank you for everyone who have heard my voice today. Thank you for unction that have gone out to them. Thank you for your power that you have released over them. Oh, King of heaven, anyone that has sustained sickness, some time ago when they walked away from you, I can pick that up. I command that sickness to depart from you now. Amen. Because he says that it shall be known that we say in Zion, I am ill, for the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. Because your sins have been forgiven, I command your body to respond to healing right Amen. now. Right now. You are made whole. If by abusing your body before you became afflicted, Today that you have asked the Lord for mercy, mercy heals you. Lord, I pray for all the youths, young and old, senior youths. I pray for all their parents. I pray for those who are not youths, Lord, but they are single. I pray for anyone under my voice. May the purpose of God for you be fulfilled. May you receive grace and ability right now to be able to fulfill God's purpose. Some of you have been led by God to acquire knowledge. And those knowledge, you have never used it. I say to you today, I speak to your soul. I speak to your soul, your heart, to begin to spring forth. And direction to come to you to where you could use the knowledge. Because every knowledge acquired, God allows it so that you can use them. So today, I command barriers to be taken away from, from you. I command inspiration that your mind will receive the inspiration that God is giving into your spirit, linking your mind to the mind of Christ in you to understand the purpose for which God has made you to read all those things, acquire all those gifts and knowledge, bring them together to furtherance of God's purpose for you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May his grace and mercy never depart from you. May you succeed in all that God has ordained for life for you and for godliness. These I ask and thank you, Father, that it is done 
In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Stretch your hands before the Lord. I want to speak this blessing upon you as the Lord instructed me. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. May he remember all your sacrifices Amen. and accept your burnt offerings. Amen. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Amen. We will all shout for joy when you are victorious and we will lift up the banners in the name of the Lord. Amen. May the God of Bethel, who appeared to Abraham and promised Abraham, who confounded it with Isaac mm. and fulfilled it in Jacob and, my, and yourself and myself. Mm. May he fulfill all the desires of your heart and grant all your petition. Mm. In the name of the Father and the Son mm. and the Holy Spirit. Mm. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Mm. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for today. And may the Lord bless you.